Hey folks, it's Alex like always, and as you know, I am a man of business, right? I'm, I'm a master of business and deals and stocks, business, uh, finance, business, uh, in particular business. And so I'm very excited to tell you about a new party game that is from ClickHole.com, an incredibly funny website. And the party game is called Business Walrus. If there's one thing I love more than business, it's walruses. They're amazing. Uh, they, they should be an episode. Point is, Business Walrus is an incredible new party game that you're going to have a lot of fun playing. I have it, and I've enjoyed it myself. I think you will, too. And Business Walrus was created and written by the writers of ClickHole.com. If you don't know what ClickHole.com is, I am very excited for you to spend all day reading that. It's incredibly funny and creative satire. They, they did one article where the animatronic fox on the Splash Mountain ride at Disney marries your dad and you just experience that as you ride the ride more it's that it's that kind of fun i really really love it and this game distills that site into a wonderful little package with a walrus on it he's wearing a suit he's nice to look at too it's on sale at target it's on sale a bunch of other places we'll have a link for you to buy it in the links for this episode and again that is business walrus and then last, last thing I say, even when an ad is as fun as the business walrus, if you're a patron of this podcast, you hear these episodes with no ads whatsoever. If you would prefer that experience, please go to sifpod.fun, sign up, back the show, get a bunch of other stuff beyond that. But otherwise, please get business walrus, and please enjoy this episode. Spoons, known for scooping, famous for spooning. Nobody thinks much about them, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why spoons are secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. My two guests are wonderful returning guests, Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll are on the show today. Between them, Cody and Katie are the host and producer of the Some More News YouTube channel, the co-hosts of the Even More News podcast, and they are making wonderful, political, hilarious stuff all of the time. We also go a ways back knowing each other and working together, partly at the former workplace crack.com. Cody also wrote a sci-fi series called Galactic War Room, where I got to be a you know, like like nerdy, flunky kind of guy in the spaceship, which was very fun. Anyway, today, Cody and Katie are making some more news and even more news, and I think really making a like legitimate difference in politics on the internet. I think it's awesome. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Cody and Katie each recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Ortongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about spoons. A self-explanatory topic, also a fun origin there. Cody and Katie were on this show once before, and as we were talking, Katie said, hey, spoons would probably be a good topic for the show, right? And I think this is the first time that just conversational process has led to something like this. Because the, the previous time they were on was about the painting The Scream by Edvard Munch. You've probably seen it or, or heard the episode, then you know about it. But that talk about a, a corner of art history and Norwegian history led to this podcast episode about spoons. I think this podcast is magical in that way. I just think it's really cool that we can get from there to here. And I'm thrilled for you to hear this episode where that happens. So please sit back or continue using your spoon to divide stuff because you are allowed to do that. It's not weird. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Cody. 
Cody, Katie, it is so good to have you back. And of course, I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Also, there's a topic that Katie, you suggested long ago, which is very fun. <laughs> but either way, how do you guys feel about spoons? Alex, I've been waiting months for you to, me- for you to ask. And the answer is, <laughs> I love spoons. I love spoons. They are my yeah. favorite utensil. Um, I think they're incredibly underrated. They, nice. I, 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 and, and I'll go be even more specific. I prefer a tiny spoon. I like a small spoon more than the big spoons, but that's, that's oh. just me. Tiny, tiny, like the smaller of the two spoons that you use at a table or, or sure, like there's that, miniature. But I have been known to like get miniature spoons as well. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> One time I stayed at a cool. um, Airbnb in Iceland and there was a whole drawer. Like they clearly had children and there was like all these tiny spoons. And I took, I took one with me as a souvenir. Awesome. Um, Hope they're not listening. <laughs> I'm a petty thief. <laughs> <laughs> this is all, it's been a long sting by the Icelandic authorities and I'm glad we can bring you in now. Uh, I <laughs> justice. There's no extradition, served. right? Like I can't. I'm good. Served with a spoon. Right? Right. <laughs> I made it through customs. <laughs> I will say I'm pro spoon. Um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who's anti spoon. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say I have as many specific uh, wants from a spoon as Katie. Um, I also don't necessarily have, uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite utensil. I think that, uh, it's a wonderful innovation and, uh, compliment to the fork. If one were to say, like, if you were to eat food and you didn't know a fork or a spoon and you put people in a room for a week, they'd come out with something similar to, oh, you need something for scooping and you need something for poking. Yeah. Um, like a spork. And, and then you're settled, uh, or, or the, the humble <laughs> spork, um, but right. uh, they just come out with one huge yeah. spork, like we've done it. This is all you need. Yeah, we finally yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and I'll want some miniature ones. Um, I'll just say <laughs> that I find a spoon to be very useful. Not that it's ideal for cutting through things, but in a pinch you can. Um, oh, yeah. a lot of times yeah. with salad, I'm gonna go. I like a nice like grain filled salad with lots of things on it. Um, you're gonna need a spoon. I'll oftentimes get a fork and a spoon. Um, and mostly use the spoon because you got to get that like that good stuff. Absolutely, that's the thing about spoons. If you were, if you had to choose, if you had to only use one utensil, I think if you, most people would la- eventually land on spoon. You can eat something that maybe should be a, a fork with a spoon. Yeah, the same does not go the other way. Um, you yeah. cannot eat a, a a spooner with a fork uh, very easily. Um, no. And I, I like what you said, Cody, about you think it'd be hard to find somebody who's anti-spoon. I think you're right. I think, like, if any of us sit down for more than a second to think about it, like I have in prep, it's like, oh, spoons are the <laughs> best. They're the number one utensil. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do everything. Yeah. They can't do everything amazingly, but they can do everything <laughs> if you need to. Yeah. Even, like, you could you could eat a steak with a spoon if you had to. You, well, you really cut it up with a spoon. And really then cut it. You, I mean, worst case yeah. scenario with a steak, you can pick it up and eat it with your fingers. And like, also your, true. Your also true. Mouth. I mean, obviously, nature's utensil, the human fingers. Yeah, but, true. Um, or just bobbing your head, you know. Uh, but even then, I guess that's, that's true you know, for anything. But not soup. Although you just drink the soup anyway, <laughs> but also like I feel like, and I'm maybe I you know we'll we'll learn much today. But if you were to like, okay, we need a utensil. You're a human being, and you don't know utensils. All you know is your your hands. And what is a hand if not a fork and a spoon? You cup your hand. You got a yeah. spoon. You got your four little prongs. Um, you got everything you need right there. And your your teeth is the knife. Yeah, it's true. It, it is. It all comes down to spoons. Ultimately, I think. Um, I like in thinking about spoons with me. I remembered past roommate living situations where spoons were kind of the dish we ran out of first. Especially because sure, I would eat cereal every morning, and then if anybody yep. else did, that was just it. Like we have a sink full of spoons and like two bowls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's all that all that we're out of. My spoon thing is the highest filled, and it runs out first. Mm-hmm. That's when I run the dishwasher when the spoons are <laughs> that's out. Right when the spoons are out. <laughs> Good song too. When the spoons are out. When the spoons are out, love mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> is that a song? Hold on. 
Yeah. yeah go, I mean, Cody, maybe. Go ahead. Sing it for us. <laughs> when the spoons are out tonight. <laughs> that was not the right chord. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You've got prop instruments going, going next level. That's oh, yeah. great. Hey, it's, it's an instrument. It's not a prop instrument. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It does. It does what it needs to do. Yeah. Also, spoons go to musical instrument if you need to. You clap them together. Anyway, it's a lot. It, it, it's That's endless. absolutely true. And a great wow. band. You know if what? We're on that subject. Wow. The band spoon. Even. Wow. We indeed. The band, the band spoon. spoon. I, mm-hmm. Truth, like researching this got me in the mood to hear the band spoon again. I've listened to them a lot for like a yeah. couple of days. It, it, it turns really? out they had like five good albums. I forgot. They're they're great. They do. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Um, and some good like work music they've got. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I can zone yeah. out to to spoon and get into the zone. I will say, I still think I would say like wine glass or glass is a better instrument than spoons. Um, so it's more versatility, it. uh, like the you know you put water and you get oh, the, the I tones you meant, like, and stuff. I mean that's a great percussive. Uh, like I, sound I, I like for when sure. you raise your glass and tap it with a spoon. <laughs> also oh, true. Yeah. Well, but then you require the spoon. <laughs> Well, and, uh, and I think we can get into the first chunk of the show about spoons, because on every episode, our first fascinating thing is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. This week, that's in a segment called, Because I'm leaving on a SIF plane, I don't <laughs> know when I'll be stats again. I swear to God, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, also, please swear to Paul Garaventa. That's his suggestion. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, we have a new name for this every week. Please make it as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SIPPOD on Twitter. Or <laughs> to SIPPOD at gmail.com. And uh, the the first number here is the 1300s. That, uh, that century, the 1300s AD. That's the approximate time when the European like general population got access to spoons. Until then, oh. a regu- like a spoon we think of today was mostly for richer people. That's right, classic. Uh, would um would they make their own though? Like I feel like yeah. So I was gonna if wonder. they were aware Ask. of like oh the Richies got the spoons, we'll make our own spoons. Or oh yeah, was it was there more a decision like, that let's release the we now you yeah. now or are like you know have. like you know they're not gonna have necessarily materials for the for the nice spoons but like you know carving a wooden spoon or something right like a that wood one. Could... exactly yeah they would like work out something like that and the source here is the california academy of sciences which is a big museum in san francisco that happens to have a huge collection of historical cutlery and people studying like cutlery across time uh good for them okay my god i grew up there and I never once went and checked out the cutlery exhibit all this time. <laughs> well, now you don't have to. Also, from my right. Googling, I think they also have, like, dinosaurs and stuff. It's probably a hard sell. Uh, <laughs> oh! Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably where we went. Cody, I think we went there once. Remember? But I don't recall anyway. the spoons. <laughs> no, no, no. We just went to the dinosaur section. We yeah. missed out! Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, why don't I Google this museum? And I saw really cool dinosaurs were the first images. I was like, oh, okay. There was a really cool dinosaur exhibit. Yeah, they get you in with the dinosaurs, and then they really just like, now we're going to wow you. And then you take it to the next level. (laughs) Scoop you up. Uh, Yeah, they... (laughs) (laughs) So they, they have a whole set of this and also study it, and they say that, you know, people would have something to scoop with that they'd make themselves or get, but... In Europe in the Middle Ages, royalty started getting fancy spoons made out of gold and out of silver. And then around the 1300s, craftsmen started making spoons out of pewter, which is an alloy that's mostly tin and is incredibly cheap and easy to use. And so then suddenly it became more common for everybody to have like a metal spoon they bought. It was something that was easier to do. Good for them. That makes sense. Yeah. Once once it's cheaper, then then the poor is going to have them. Yeah, for their slop. <laughs> yeah, for the, for their peasant gruel and for other gruels, exactly. you know, all the gruels, other other kinds of gruel, of course. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe they're maybe they're middle class gruel. <laughs> and uh, and also this this California Academy of Sciences, they say that we have to go further back to find the origin of the word spoon, or or also the word for spoons in a lot of European languages, because the the first first spoons. 
there's kind of no date for it. You're looking like a couple million years back into the Paleolithic, into the Stone Age. Right. Um, back then, people would use shells for that kind of function to scoop stuff, and they would also use mm-hmm. chips of mm-hmm. wood. And then the upshot from them, quote, the yeah. Greek and Latin words for spoons are derived from cochlea, meaning a spiral shell, and then the Anglo-Saxon word spawn means a chip of wood, end quote. So the the okay. English word hmm. spoon is coming from Anglo-Saxon for a chip of wood that you're using to scoop stuff. Okay. That's interesting. That makes that sense. Tracks. So they had just random Caught scoopy on. things before they had like a spoon from Ikea, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm looking sense. around my room and there's plenty of things I could scoop things if I had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's most, um, you know, that's the most <laughs> tooly kind of things, right? Where it's like, okay, nature, nature did this over millions and millions and millions of years. And we recognize that we can use that shape to do a thing. And then we're like, well, let's make our own um, and try to perfect it with our amazing human that brains. That was a smart comment. Yeah. Sounds sarcastic, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it did sound sarcastic. <laughs> I was like, I made a joke and you made an interesting point. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here. A little bit of both. It's for both things. Yeah, both things are for celebrated. Both things, yeah. Both things. Exactly. The listener can't see you I'm know, raising my like arms a... in embrace of both he is. things. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a, like a saw, right? You got a saw and you like get your little saw and you saw a thing well where you got like different kinds of teeth in nature that are reminiscent of saws and you take that and like i'm gonna make that out of metal and gonna cut down the trees and do and keep doing that until there are no more until there are no more <laughs> yeah. until we've got a real problem on our hands yeah well, this... they're the the california How can sorry, spoons... <laughs> sorry go ahead Kate. Nope, nope. I was going to say something stupid. What is your stupid thing? <laughs> Mine's stupid, too. I'm just... The California Academy of Sciences is really hiding the fact that they have any information on spoons. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Katie right, we have been here. And, like, it must be in the basement or something. <laughs> like, That's It's such a surprise that they would also have that exhibit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, but what about the rainforest inside? There's a... Yeah, which, I mean... Which is very cool. I'm definitely imagining a Hans Molman type figure asking people to please look at his spoons while children yeah, are observing right. pterodactyls above them and and the wonders. Yeah, he's got of his little stand space. and like the size of spoon and like crayon on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> yeah, here's my spoon. <laughs> it's not even like information about spoons or like an ancient spoon. It's just a spoon that he has. <laughs> When the the next number here is very elemental to spoons, it is two. This may be obvious, but it's the kinds of things a spoon can hold: solid foods and liquid foods all at once. And there's a really interesting book called "Consider the Fork: A History of How We Cook and Eat" by British food writer B. Wilson. And I read the section on spoons, which is very interesting because she says that we don't really think about it, but it's the utensil that does both things. And she also Mm -hmm. points out that spoon design varies a lot across cultures depending on what the most common liquids and common little solids are in their culture. Her favorite example is an Afghan spoon called a kafgir, K-A-F-G-E-E-R, because it's like very wide and spatula-like because it's mostly for rice. And then they're also a culture that lacks chopsticks, Mm -hmm. and so they just use this huge spoon to pick it up. Chopsticks just elude me. That makes sense. They're the coolest utensil, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, the least useful for me yeah. personally because I suck at them. Mm. I spear <laughs> things with my chopsticks. You can do that. Oh, judge me! I am a. I am yeah. bad. I have to go practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not acceptable. And well, and also I'll link stuff of, in particular from Q. Edward Wong, who's a professor of history and East Asian studies at Rowan University. He says that. Chopsticks only started to become very common in countries like Korea and Japan and Vietnam in the past 2,000 years, which I know is a long time, but it's not that long. And he says right. that... In the grand scheme of things. In terms of utensils and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, because people had to eat before that. And, uh, right. <laughs> and he says that chopsticks really kind of blew up and became popular because of more rice cultivation and wheat cultivation so then you've got like grains of rice and noodles to pick up with that but before that they were eating like porridges and millets and other softer grains where you need a spoon and so that's why you see Hmm. spoons across a lot of east asian cuisines like 
along with chopsticks. Fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's cool, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're they're yeah pretty universal across foods, like, uh, unless it's a, a highly eating with hands cuisine. It's it's kind of the main right. utensil we all get to. Um, that's interesting though. I like I I like chopsticks because it is kind. Of, it's not a challenge because like it's chopsticks, but I like it. It's like it's it's part of it. Like you, there's no, there's no uh, yeah. skill required uh, it, with uh, any other utensil. Um, <laughs> I just feel I, bad about myself when I use it. I get frustrated because I'm bad at it, and then I don't use it, which is the problem. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> don't p- <laughs> keep trying. Don't pick mm-hmm, up the mm-hmm. fork. Just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, like you're mindfulness like... with your food too. It makes you slow down. Mm-hmm. I would think. I mean, for me, it does. <laughs> I do. I definitely have the experience with spoons of doing like, now I'm thinking of Homer Simpson, like Homer Simpson shoveling with my spoon. If I if I don't think <laughs> yeah. about it or oh, yeah. or try yeah, to be yeah. polite, just like like rum rum rum, just you know, just going like a, a harvester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just go for it. What's stopping you? Not the yeah. spoon, that's for sure. Big scoop. Yeah, not the spoon. <laughs> when the next number here about spoons is ten to twelve months. 10 to 12 months, that is an age range for people. And according to the CDC's child development stuff, that's when they say most babies can use a spoon independently, the age of 10 to 12 months. Cute. Good for them. That makes Little sense. dummies can't hold it. <laughs> can't grip. <laughs> yeah. They think it's an airplane or a train of some kind. Idiots. Stupid. God. God. Get out in the world, kids. Jeez. And, uh, and yeah, the CDC says most babies can swallow a spoonful of pureed foods without choking when they're around six months old. And then like the another child development step is 10 to 12 months old. They can handle the spoon themselves and feed themselves something with it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there are other numbers, other places, depending on, you know, their study of babies. But but that seems to right. be a yardstick for kids. Because um, it is like just, yeah, the simple sort of like, oh, you hold. Once like once your your digits can like actually grab stuff and hold on to them, then it's just a matter of like aiming. I'm, I'm getting. <laughs> I know this is this is not a visual me- medium, yeah. but um, I am uh, miming. Using making, <laughs> yeah. I'm using a spoon poorly and like missing his yeah. mouth. Yeah, which is what a baby will do mm-hmm. at first. Folks, Cody has some prop mashed peas. He's really committed. I I did not think he would <laughs> yeah. do that, and it's pretty gross. Uh, but but Sorry. you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not expecting carrot top as your guest, but uh, here we are. <laughs> Nothing but props. Well, and the the last number here about spoons, it's it's kind of metaphorical, but it's the year two thousand three, because in two thousand three, a writer named Christine Miserandino published a blog post titled "The Spoon Theory." And I don't know if people have heard of this idea, but Miserandino has lupus. And so her blog post laid out an explet, like a metaphor she would use with friends to explain like the experience of living with lupus. She gave the friend 12 spoons. She said each spoon represents a unit of energy. And so with a chronic disease like that, you only have so many spoons to do the things in your day. Mm-hmm. And since it's been mm-hmm. picked up by people to talk about mental energy, emotional energy, everything. But uh, like within the last 20 years, spoons became... You know, a metaphor for getting through stuff and yeah. having only so much ability to do it. I hadn't heard that before, but I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get one spoon to like get out of bed, get dressed, you know, a spoon. That makes sense. Yeah. And like everybody spends spoons on stuff. But in her metaphor, she was like, it takes me more spoons to do these particular things because of. Right. And you, on- yeah. and you only get so many spoons as mo- yeah. more people have a larger amount of spoons and so on. I mean. She probably chose that more metaphor because everybody likes spoons the most. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. are always this utensil mm-hmm. that runs out first. <laughs> yeah, it fits, huh? Like it's. I don't yeah. know if she did, but that just came to my mind now. <laughs> yeah, but it like it does fit. It, it goes with what we were talking about before. Like yeah. that's I, I never run out of forks. Really, I always have forks, actual literal forks, mm-hmm. not not some kind of metaphor. We we just have a lot of them. <laughs> no, yeah. I, so many forks. Someone take these forks off my yeah. hands. I actually run out of forks uh, a lot because I have fewer forks you than spoons because I use some. spoons most. So <laughs> okay. I have fewer fewer forks, but then I'm using them still because 
I'm a human. Well, you're coming you over here to tomorrow, so I'll send you home with some forks. <laughs> Do you want me to take some forks? Sure. Oh. I mean, you can have them if you don't have very many. All right. And forks. <laughs> but yeah, and if people want to read this blog, Christine Miserandino continues to blog, and her website URL is butyoudontlooksick.com, which I think is a really mm. cool thing for chronic stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's an, a nice thing that's come around. Like, it's the first new spoon thing, I feel like, in centuries. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, 2003, I was like, wait, what, what could possibly news. have happened in 2003 well, except about Except for, again, the band spoon. The band spoon. Right. right. Sure. And new but, album, February 2022. I checked. Nice. Uh, so. <laughs> Did not know that. All yeah. right. All right. Off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them and then you just stay there like, like really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. But speaking of modern spoon stuff, we've got a couple takeaways for the main episode. Let's get into takeaway number one. Spoon use was at the center of a recent Canadian civil rights case. I'll say that one more time because oh. there were a few mm. parts. Spoon use was at the center of a recent Canadian civil rights case. This was in the 2000s, and it was, like, actually very, very interesting. But I, I'd never heard of it in the U.S. or, yeah. or just in general. Yeah. Yeah. What I, was it I have no, yeah, about? I have no, no idea what you're talking about. I'm curious if Canadian listeners know in advance, too. Let me know at zippotatgmail.com. But sources here are the CBC News and also CTV News, and then the YouTube channel of a TV network called Balitang America, which is based in the Philippines. Because the story starts in 2006, there was a young boy named Luke Kagadok, and his family had immigrated to Canada from the Philippines. Um, they lived on the West Island of Montreal, and he went to a grade school called École Lalande. And when he was seven years old, this kid Luke uh, got reprimanded at school repeatedly for how he ate his lunches. And all of the reprimands and punishments were based on how he was using his spoon and we were talking earlier about how you can use a spoon to cut food. That's yeah. the like yeah. traditional use of a spoon, apparently, for many Filipino people. Like they'll use a spoon and fork, sort of, sort of like how I was taught to use a knife and fork. Like you can just mm -hmm. use a sharp enough spoon to divide stuff. Yeah, it's okay. not weird. Even it's even if it's weird. not your culture, it's like makes sense. It's not that it's strange. It's just efficient. <laughs> yeah, that's completely reasonable. Like you don't. If you don't have a third utensil or that's wait. So we got in trouble for the for like cutting food with a spoon. Yeah, I, I know. And uh, so what happened in the is, 2000s? Yeah, in 2006 in Montreal. That's so unreasonable. <laughs> like, I understand, <laughs> like, if, if it's like, oh, actually, so like, you don't have to do that. We have if you want, you can use uh, a knife and here you go and show the kid, you know, here, here right. we do it this way. But to like demand that he does it that way or to like get him in trouble. That's just so weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if the school had said, why don't you do it this other way? And maybe his folks were upset they were changing him or something. You know, that's one thing. But 
it maybe it's just a couple of weird staff members or something. They got really, really out of line. Uh, according to the family, Luke was told that he, quote, ate like a pig, end quote. <gasps> like fully. <Ew. laughs> I know. Um, Pigs don't use utensils. Although they could. They're all. very smart. Um, I don't know how they could, Cody. How could they use a spoon? How could a pig use a spoon? Tape it on there. So actually, that's <laughs> there's not a world where he was eating like a pig because he was using a spoon. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Aside from aside from the also, fact that who cares? pigs can't use spoons. Uh, gross. <laughs> what what yeah. the hell? Like, Incredibly, yeah. And then it also, this went all the way up to the school's principal. Apparently, the principal like called his family to talk about it. And according to the family, the principal said, quote, this is not the way Canadians eat. You have to adapt to Quebec society, end quote. And then also the school, like, increasingly reprimanded him. Then they separated from him from his classmates at lunchtime and forced him to eat by himself. It's going to be really sad. Uh, and also Luke's mother, like, went to the school to meet with, a, like, sit down with the school staff and just explain, hey, this is our thing. And it's it's from our culture. And they refused to change the punishment and just kept him by himself at lunch. Like, it's a so really, this, really out of line school. That's not so good. cruel so this, and weird. Yeah. Um, the, so they, they sued the school. They did. And they sued and they won. So that's nice. great. Good. Yeah. And, the, and also the, the school claims that they were punishing Luke for some kind of disruptive behavior and not for how he <laughs> ate. They were uh, disrupting. Like, <laughs> right. All right. But they, I can't find anything like denying the the verbal statement quotes or anything. Uh, and then Luke apparently also started getting like excluded from games at recess by the other kids as a as in the fallout of this. Like he couldn't of play course. basketball with kids or tag. They also said that he had trouble sleeping and he would like wake up from nightmares, kind of screaming about it. And then his parents would have to kind of calm him down. Transferred to a different school, got out of there. But then the the family got legal help. Their case was initially turned down in 2006. But then when they appealed, you know, four years later in 2010, they won a judgment of 17,000 Canadian dollars in damages from the school okay. board and a couple staff members who were particularly awful about it. Yeah. Good Lord. That's yeah. so sad. <laughs> like... Of course he was, like, ostracized by the rest of the kids. Kids are cruel, and they go by, like, what happens around them. So if you're, like, singling out yeah. this kid and having him eat alone, like, that's going to transfer yeah. over to the rest of their behavior. Like You're God. piling up. Yeah, you're piling up on him and making it worse and drawing attention to him and making him an other. Over a spoon. Exactly. For a spoon. Which yeah. is a good utensil. <laughs> good utensil there's nothing wrong with yeah. using it to cut your food and eat it too yeah like i had not heard of this cultural practice and i feel like we all sort of independently invent it from time to time you know like it's truly yeah. Yeah. straightforward you can just use the the edge of it to divide things yeah that's it that's how it's it's how, it's how edges work yeah i like, really don't touch my knives I don't. You don't need to. <laughs> I mostly don't. I've been known to spread like mustard on a piece of bread with a spoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why would you? Why would you need a knife? What are you Canadian? Nope. <laughs> Bunch of jerks. It, I also don't eat meat, so I'm not cutting things. But... That makes sense too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Knives are kind of meat centric, huh? That's often yeah. the situation. I mean, I, I really don't. Every so often. You know, if I want to slice something, I don't even. I literally just bought myself one knife for cutting vegetables because I didn't even have that. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, this isn't about like, knives. No. Well, I like cooking. Yeah, cooking and stuff that makes sense. But yeah, for, mo for the most part, like in terms of like sitting down and eating a meal, it's really just for meat. Um, yeah, for the most yeah. part. Um, yeah. And I, it's not it's not quite a spoon thing, but in the research I found, a, a lot of sources basically say that spoons and knives are both like ancient, ancient, like millions of years old, and then forks are relatively recent because they're kind of hard to make. Like mm -hmm. they, it that was, makes sense. Yeah. You'd, you'd have like the equivalent of a huge grilling fork for cooking, but otherwise not personal ones. 
But yeah, people would use knives kind of like forks back in the day. Because yeah. that was easier to right. make. Stab even thing. though it's dangerous. Yeah. You know? uh, do you know if uh, what came first, the pitchfork or the fork? Oh. Like, were they like, oh, we could use that smaller for food? Probably the pitchfork for farming before the, like, fork at a table. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Because um, yeah. it's just how... It's just larger. Like, it's easier to make that as a right. blacksmith or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, uh, like agriculturally, I figure you figure you'd have, like, those... It's earlier than, like, than the con- the consumption of it. And and a guy in your town builds a Frankenstein monster. You know. Exactly. Before <laughs> you're sitting down at a fancy meal with your little pronged utensil. Right. You can't even have dinner. There's a Frankenstein monster. Exactly. Know? Exactly. What are, you, what are you wasting your time here for? There's a Frankenstein monster to take care of. Yeah. You gonna, are you going to poke him with your fork? No, you need something bigger than that. <laughs> just people with huge spoons chasing the doctor out of town like this is what we got sorry i don't know this would be a, be a shovel right oh yeah just, just, just a shovel i forgot shovels exist uh, yeah. what i was shovel sword about. pitchfork i guess i mean a shovel's just a giant spoon yeah exactly or a spoon's a giant uh, small shovel tiny shovel tomato tomato <laughs> you know you could cut it with a tomato spoon yeah. Or cut a cut a tomato with. You can't cut a cut a spoon with a tomato. Right. I don't think. Probably right. No. It's a really mm. be a really bad bad. Depends spoon. on the I mean, really 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 poorly made uh, bad material uh, and very well, uh, very uh, I, I, hard I would, tomato. Yeah. Well, a tomato doesn't have an edge. Also, once you put the guy who made the Frankenstein monster in the medieval stocks, where his like head and arms are sticking out, then the tomatoes—that's when you throw them. That's, that's when, you when throw the tomatoes come out. Exactly. Now they're useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for <laughs> cutting stuff <laughs> or eating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so the uh, the family won this judgment against the school and the staff, and still a terrible experience for Luke. And also, uh, the the courts in Quebec at least did the right thing in the end. So that is good. Yeah, that's good in the long run. I hope like Luke's okay because like that's you know it's I know. good. What's like he up okay, to they these got days? what it was like sixteen grand yeah. or something. I think you said, and so like 17, that's good. Canadian, yeah, seventeen thousand. What did you uh, use it for? Oh, and his uh, like <laughs> his mom said it would go straight into his college fund in an interview. Good, which good. makes sense because he was um, very yeah. Because yeah. like that's good, and like that you know goes towards uh, hopefully a better education than he got at that school. Um, but that like that is damaging to that kid like he waking up with with, with like nightmares and stuff and like yeah. all that that whole experience like money's not gonna fix that um it's sad that it happened yeah and it, and it hopefully made people more aware of cultural differences with the same utensils like you can mm-hmm. use a spoon for this and and people in the philippines do yeah you totally can <laughs> <laughs> right or you can just come like up with we all it. do it we just don't do it exclusively well, yeah, I mean, like, just judging other cultures, judging other people for how they are raised and how they consume stuff is just so white. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so uh, North American and, you know, yeah. well, not North American. It's uh, it's white. <laughs> but, you know, like around the world, people, you know, we, we, we can't even fathom. So many people can't even fathom that there are different ways to consume your food but it's all the narrative that we've been taught of like this is the way to do it and if you're not you're a savage um yeah so that's the crux of it it's racist yeah truly yeah even there's another thing the same school apparently when the the court handed down the judgment against them part of their reason was that the school had recently lost another case where they discriminated against another kid and it was (laughs) uh it was a kid who was Sikh and who wanted to carry a ceremonial sword item that's part of that culture and belief system, and they wouldn't let him. And and the court kind of said, you guys just lost another case like this. You need yeah. to like get it together and stop telling people what activities they can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, that's a little... Well, I don't know the details of it. That's a little more understandable because it's a, a sword, sword. But once you sit down um, and have yeah. a conversation with why right. this might be permissible for this individual or you know yeah exactly it's a ceremonial sort yeah you have to like talk and be thoughtful which this school does not do right (laughs) clearly they're not capable of doing that calling the kid a pig for using a spoon 
Right, which again, like on several <laughs> layers, does not work. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bad school. Bad school all around. Yeah. Never met a pig. Right. Don't understand spoons. Come on. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's one more takeaway for the main episode here. Let's get into it. Takeaway number two. Europeans used to carry a personal spoon and a knife. And that's probably something we should bring back. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Portable spoons. I don't need Get- a knife. I don't need a f- with a knife. But what have we learned this episode? No knives, only no spoons. Knives. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so wasteful. I am. I hate how I always make sure to check, especially during COVID, all the takeaway. Like, mm, no yeah. utensils, but they always do. There's a wastefulness to that. I mean, I don't know. I've got plenty of spoons for a guest to come over and borrow, but I like that. I like that idea. I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, you're prepared, uh, less wasteful. Uh, it's nice to have your little thing, your little case, you know? Uh, I imagine there's like, you know, there's like- Who doesn't uh, like things? <clears throat> Who doesn't have like having things they have to carry with them? I bet it's <laughs> probably like, you know, there's uh, like uh, man boxes, you know, here's your like weekly oh, like yeah. your leather thing. I bet that exists. Like here's your like leather case and like here's yeah. your personal fork and spoon. I'm sure there <laughs> is- a man, or, uh, the, the manly, a manly lunchbox. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Or like just like a pocket knife. Uh, I'm sure there are some that have sure. like those as extensions, right? Like here's your like you can get those for like camping. It's like oh, this is like a fork and oh, a spoon yeah. and a thing. I'm I'm being oh. visual again for all for all you <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, miming what a pocket knife looks like. You all know what that looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah. But those are also like probably like are very tiny um, and not. Uh, probably not what you're talking about of just like no, well you get, it's like, what like, i'm talking about let ooh, me just remind all right. you all about the tiny spoons <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's right that is true pocket spoon yeah because mm-hmm. katie like you said there is it, it's it's a i think a relatively new thing but there's a modern thing of people saying hey i can bring my own cutlery so i don't throw out a bunch of plastic spoons and forks and knives i can just yeah. do that mm-hmm. and it never crossed my mind until my partner started and then i was like Oh yeah, you can. It makes you're so just much allowed. more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know we're just so cavalier with our trash, you know. Yeah. There's also like reusable paper towels and stuff that I want to buy. Anyway, that's a whole different episode. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Found a good one, and uh, we can link it. Cody just put something in the chat that is a six-in-one multifunction camping utensil flatware set, detachable spoon, fork, knife combo mess kit with carrying pouch. Mess kit, especially. Sounds like a great Christmas gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Wow. Pretty compact. Amazon though. And and like the right size, the standard like that's the size of a spoon, not like a Katie size spoon, but <laughs> a normal size spoon. Yeah, get me the the baby one, mm-hmm. the one that's made for babies. These yeah. are cute. Ba- I like the yellow. Baby's first pocket spoon. This is super cute. Does it have a bottle opener? It sure does, doesn't it? it sure does. Can do it all. Yeah. And I, I've seen like sets of bring your own cutlery where there's chopsticks built into or, or other Ooh, other items that are just yeah. handy. You know, it's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one. A little fancier. We don't need to keep sending links of <laughs> pocket cutlery. But. <laughs> but I'm doing it. They're fun. Yeah, this is I yeah. I would like put sets of links of this to help people but i think people can just find it it's like almost you hard can. not to find you did it in it takes yeah. a second. two seconds yeah. i did it by googling the words that we were saying as we were saying them <laughs> and i clicked i think the third image that i saw so <laughs> yeah you guys you guys you guys got it linda well, and, uh, and then there's also a like a historical element here main sources are national geographic and also sarah coffin who's a curator at the cooper hewitt design museum the like bring your own cutlery movement and practice that's big today. It has roots in Europe in particular in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, because it was considered like polite to bring your own spoon and knife when you went places, because then you weren't forcing the people hosting you to provide that stuff. Because like we were saying, Europeans could get pewter spoons and stuff then, but it was still pretty expensive before the industrial revolution, when they were stamping them out, it was like, not the cheapest, easiest thing to have a huge drawer of spoons ready to go. Right. Yeah, they're still like being crafted. It's not, yeah, this mass produced sort of thing. 
And Sarah Coffin says, quote, you would come with a little carry case and it would be your own personal knife and spoon, end quote. She also says that personal cutlery was a status symbol for a lot of people, like they would get an extra nice one to show off how wealthy they were. Mm-hmm. Classic. And also, and I know this isn't relatable, but back in the day, they considered personal spoons especially a great way to prevent the spread of diseases. Because I was about to say, <laughs> I bet that mm-hmm. at the time, without you know, you're not sharing utensils, you bring your own stuff, you keep it to yourself. Yeah. Like, it's a great way to not spread the plague or whatever they were worried about at the time. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, although if you're eating in the same area, you know, you're probably sharing air and, um, you know. Sure. Well, you can't, you know, can't do everything. But, um, but uh, you know, it mitigates risk. And we know all about that. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, we think about it, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was, like, before the past few centuries when we had factories stamping things out. Uh, in Europe, it was very common, and then and then in their colonies in in North America, it was very common to like carry your own knife and spoon, not a fork because that was still a little advanced at the time, but like you have your own knife and spoon ready to go. And who needs it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and who needs it? And dead weight. Don't don't bring one. Mm. Yeah, dead weight. <laughs> you you got enough you got enough change for an extra fork. Save yourself the trouble and get a second spoon. Right? Yeah. That's what I think. Two spoons, one fork. Why bother? Two spoons, mm-hmm. no fork. No fork. I, Double at fisting. All? Ever? <laughs> I'm saying it's Fan me. Forks? It's middle ages. I've got my kit. I've saved up. I've bought a knife. I've got a spoon. And I'm thinking, mm, what do I want? Do I want a fork? No, I think, I think I'm going to get another spoon in case mm-hmm. I lose this spoon because it's more useful. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's just me, though. I... <laughs> <laughs> Takes all kinds. It's fine. I'm like, I'm actually Call trying freedom. to think if I've ever eaten with two spoons at once. And it's probably fun. I don't think I've ever done it. But like, <laughs> I mean, like holding two spoons, you know, not that there's mm-hmm. like at a second time, one on the table. I, well, I'm going to try that later. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like, just like assign it, like, would you assign like each like spoon to a specific food you're eating? Or is it just sort of a free for all? We're like, okay, right hand a, uh, a bite, left hand a bite. And just sort of, There's, uh, it's it's not Canada. There are no rules here. That's true. We yeah, can eat that's like right. pigs if we want, and have two spoons that we use, mm-hmm. like pigs do. <laughs> God. Yeah, none of us is a Montreal school principal, so <laughs> right, right. We understand how pigs work, and we can do whatever we want. That's that's us. <laughs> yeah, that's us understanding how pigs work. <laughs> But yeah, and, and National Geographic says that as far as plastic utensils, it's hard to find a number for like the global output, but they say that the one company, Sodexo, buys 44 million plastic utensils per month in the United States. So that's like one company, one big country per month. They're buying 44 million. So We're so f***ed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so f***ed. I'm sorry, this is a clean show. Bleep well. it. <laughs> We're so it, screwed. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time We're to so go for it. We're so in you trouble. Uh, <laughs> but it is, I. the silver lining is like, this is one of the easiest, like kind of big things you can do is just switching to not using disposable cutlery. Yeah. Like you, you don't have to mm-hmm. stop driving or whatever, you know, you can just right, carry right. a spoon. <laughs> yeah it's not like yeah get rid of your get rid of your car and uh yeah start biking it's like no just like gill gill personal spoon yeah we googled so many sorry i had to to turn my camera off you guys that's right you kept freezing in the cutest little positions oh (laughs) (laughs) excellent that's not always the case no it's not yeah, and I might know. be lying to you right now. It might have been <gasps> dumb positions, but <laughs> you'll never know either. Oh, man. When the pictures come out, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> if you release those pictures, we're going to turn you in for stealing that spoon from Ireland. Iceland. Oh, no, I shouldn't we have given you leverage over me. That's right. <laughs> 
folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Cody Johnston and to Katie Stoll for opening their drawers with me. You know, spoons, we all have them. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the bizarre history of the McSpoon. The McSpoon is the strangest McDonald's restaurants item of all time, period. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of almost six dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring spoons with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, spoon use was at the center of a recent Canadian civil rights case. And takeaway number two, Europeans used to carry a personal spoon and knife, and that's probably something we should bring back. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Cody Johnston and Katie Stoll and their collaborators make up the Some More News YouTube channel, which also has a Patreon page and it's its own podcast now. Then there's the Even More News podcast as well. That is the place to go for smart, funny, correctly critical analysis of everything going on because things continue going on in politics. That's their nature. And please check it out. It's awesome. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. A fantastic book. It's called Consider the Fork, A History of How We Cook and Eat. That is by food writer B. Wilson. A lot of amazing online resources from the California Academy of Sciences, which is that museum in San Francisco that has many dinosaurs, but also has a lot of cutlery. Plus tons more articles from there, in particular a piece from National Geographic about the, you know, increasing phenomenon of disposable cutlery and how we can work around that. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by The Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.